What's up, everybody? It's your boy, J.E. We're back. I'm excited to be with you again. And you know we've been talking about this whole Moses and Joshua thing, the people of Israel following God, but going through a hard time, going through a drought. They're trying to go in the direction that God has called them to go, but they're experiencing dehydration. They're experiencing water not being available. And then at a breaking point, water comes through. And then right after they get a drink, now they're in a battle in the same location. And we talked about how many of us are in battles and we're sitting in those battles in the same exact location, whether it's marriage, job, whether it's children, whether it's relationships, friendships, all of those different things. It seems like if I could just relieve myself from this particular place, everything would be all good. I've heard even myself and my wife and, and friends of mine, we get together and talk about if it wasn't for this one thing, everything else would be straightened out. But they were experiencing this this one place that was causing a lot of problems. And a lot of us have experienced that. But then it goes on to give us a blueprint in Exodus 17, a blueprint that we all need to follow and that I even needed to follow, as I talked about in previous segments, when me and my wife had our hardship and we had our miscarriages and we didn't know what to do. We're just trying to figure it out with our own hands and not really relying on God and even got to a point where we were mad at God. I don't know if any of you have ever been mad at God for the situation that you're facing because you simply can't understand why you're in it. Uh, so me and my wife are trying to be biblical. We're trying to do it the right way. We love the thought of having children and starting our family and and just being able to uh, experience God the way that we experienced him through the hardship and through the trial is what we want to talk about. But all of our battles, we want to be able to battle those things the right way. And this blueprint that's given to us in Exodus chapter 17, starting at verse 9, he starts talking about how Moses was calling Joshua down to the valley while he took the spiritual perspective on the mountaintop. And we have to remember always that no matter what we face, we can never lose sight of biblical truth, of righteousness, of holiness, of doing things God's way, of trying to figure out what God thinks about that matter. If we go forward, but there's no perspective on the mountaintop, there's no staff of God, if you will, that's kind of keeping us grounded in the battle that we face, then we're certain to be overtaken by the situation and not take the situation over. Because God has given us the power in his word to face whatever we're going through, even when we feel, feel powerless. But here he's given us this blueprint. And next in verse 10, it says that Joshua was obedient. And we want to talk about that a little bit. The obedience of Joshua in the time of battle, the obedience of Joshua in the time of being in a valley. How hard is it to be obedient when you really don't want to? How hard is it to be obedient when you feel like you're not getting what you want? How hard is it to be obedient to a God that you have to ask the question, are you even with me or not? How hard is it for you to be obedient when your marriage is strained, when you feel like your husband is not listening? I mean, First Peter chapter 3 talks about a wife being gentle and being quiet-spirited and leading by example to maybe an unbelieving husband or a husband who's not acting right. I mean, how hard is it to be biblical when your husband may not be acting appropriately? How hard is it for a husband to be biblical um, when it seems like the wife may have gone astray or may not be doing the things that they had both committed by communication that they would do? This is the most difficult thing in the Bible, um, to be obedient to the word of God when your circumstances and situations just have you emotionally wanting to discard biblical truth. 
I mean, it is a very difficult thing. It's difficult in my life. It's difficult in my marriage. It's difficult to be patient um, when my children are, are going crazy and doing the things that they're doing. It's, it's difficult in many aspects and many facets of life. But that's what God is calling him to do. That's why uh, one of my favorite passages, which I say after every podcast, is be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that we will not go in vain. This verse is letting you know it's going to be difficult. That verse is saying that I need you to be steadfast and be committed. And I need you to always do what I'm calling you to do. Why? Because it will not go in vain. And it literally says your toil will not go in vain. Toil means struggle. Toil means something that's difficult. Toil means something that you have, you've had to grind out. And many of us are grinding this out. But Exodus shows us that Joshua was obedient in a time of being in the valley. And that's what we're called to do as people. But Moses, the one who was holding the spiritual perspective, look at how he went up to the top of the hill with that spiritual perspective. It says that Joshua was obedient, but it says that Moses went up to the top of the hill with Aaron and with her. He didn't go up with the top of the hill and try to hold the spiritual perspective by himself. So here you have Joshua obedient, even when it's difficult, to righteousness. And here you have Moses understanding as a great patriarch how hard it is to be righteous in a time of battle. He knows that I have to go to the mountain, but I better not go up there by myself. How hard is it to continue to remain spiritual when you're feeling defeated? How hard is it to hold up the staff of God, the spiritual perspective, when you've lost someone? How hard is it to hold up the spiritual perspective and do things right when you feel like you're being cheated by your boss or by your coworkers and losing the spot you feel like is rightfully yours. There's so many people who are going through so many difficult things, but here you see a blueprint on letting God be Lord of your life. And this is how you do it. You do not try to hold the spiritual perspective by yourself. And a lot of times I have to talk to men about this. Moses went up to the top of the mountain and he went up to the top of the mountain and he didn't do it by himself. He went up with Aaron and her because it's too difficult to hold that spiritual perspective by yourself. As men, we feel like manhood is I can do it myself. We feel like manhood is I can hold the spiritual perspective myself. I can grind this out myself. And if I can do it myself, I'll actually feel more like a man. When really, when you're going through a battle, if you're by yourself, you're just in better position to be jumped, if you will. You're just in better position to be attacked by the enemy. The enemy loves to find people in isolation. The enemy even tried to attack Jesus Christ, which is the hardest person to attack is God himself. In Matthew chapter four, when Jesus was by himself in the wilderness, because he sees you being by yourself as an opportunity to bring you down. And so many men today, as if I can challenge the men for a second, as I challenge myself, so many men today are falling over and over again, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in um, um, being faithful uh, to their wife, whether it's in their responsibilities that they have to their church, to their family, to their community. We're falling over and over again simply because we refuse to have accountability. But Proverbs 27, 17 is clear that as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. That Galatians 6.1 is saying we are to bear one another's burdens. And so if you read all of these different things about how we're supposed to be together, um, 
It's definitely not a perspective, a spiritual perspective that a man can hold up by himself, that we have to have accountability. We got to have brothers that can say the truth to us and let that truth be the thing that sets us free. You cannot walk this thing by yourself. If Moses, the great patriarch of the Bible, one of the greatest types of Christ that we read about in scripture, knew better, knew better than to try to hold the spiritual perspective by himself. How much more should we know better than to try to be a man by ourselves? So this is where I break off and challenge the men because I see this as one of our biggest problems is that we don't, we never go anywhere with our Aaron and our hers. How many men do you have in your life that can hold you accountable? Count them. If you could take a moment right now and say, how many men do I call on a consistent basis to say that I need you in my life. I need you to be a witness to my life because I'm so easily entangled in my life with sin that we can tell the truth to when we're going through a valley that can help us hold up the spiritual perspective. We're going to talk a lot more about this as we move forward because this is big as it comes to this motif. And it's not just men, it's also women. But understand that Joshua was obedient when it was hard, but even the one Moses who was holding up the spiritual perspective knew better than to do it by himself. That's why the body of Christ is so important. That's why Hebrews tells us to not forsake the assembly of the saints, because being together adds a mightier blow to the trials and tribulations that we face than being apart. It's been said, I don't know if it was a movie or where I heard this, but if you if you have your hand open, it doesn't strike as mighty a blow as having all of your fingers clasped together in a fist. And so that's what God is calling us to do as the family of God. And that's how we need to move forward in this blueprint of fighting the battles that are in our life. I want to continue to talk about this. I want to continue to walk down this road because trials and tribulations that we face are so big that if we understand what we understand from verse nine, that you have to take care of your responsibilities while holding the spiritual perspective, that we need to be obedient, even in the hard times and in the difficult times, because that's when God can really use us and show up. But also that when we hold that spiritual perspective, we should never do it by ourselves, that we need to hook up with other saints. If we can grab this, we can score touchdowns, even when we're facing a tough defense that wants to block us from where God is taking us. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that it will not go in vain. Until next time, we'll talk soon. But Christ didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win, but he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation. But it's time for you to start cause a call of jaywalking.